Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic because that's what I do best judge <laughs> this is straight up with Stasi. Dracaris bitches welcome to straight up with Stasi. I am here with one of my favorite people I followed her for a really long time and then when she actually messaged me or commented or like liked one of my photos once I almost shit my pants I'm here with Hillary Kerr who's one of the founders of who what where basically like the first online fashion bible like that's the fir- my first memory of like follow like going to a website for fashion is your website. Well, like we started in 2006 when graduating high school. That's when I was graduating high school. There you go. I mean, no one was doing anything online. And yeah. Catherine and I came from L from the print magazine. And I remember when we told people we were starting a website, the general consensus was you. Like, Crazy. why would you do something online? Fashion is not online. Yeah. Fashion is not digital. And we just thought, screw it. It seems like a cool idea. And let's figure something out. And also the other part of it, it's hard and expensive to start a new print magazine, but it's not that difficult to start a website. Yeah. So. Wait, so like, how did you even have that idea? Were you just like sitting around, I'm working at L. <laughs> I'm just, me and Catherine are just working at L. And we're like, you know what? This internet thing is like, it looks like it's kind of booming. I think that we should just like move into the internet. It was kind of crazy because I actually met Catherine on my last day of work at L. So I quit L. I lived in New York. I was in the features department and I decided I wanted to move back to LA and I was going to be a freelance writer and still write for L, but write for a bunch of different publications. And my first big project was to do this thing. I was to create two mini magazines for L about Project Runway season two. Bravo, shout out. Exactly. <laughs> and Catherine was, so I left to go to open calls in LA and Catherine was one of the judges because she was the West Coast editor for L and L Girl. And we became friends and she didn't know, she had just moved in to the publishing world. She had come from nightlife. She used to work for Brent Bolthouse and- Oh, I think she told us that. Yeah. yeah. So we- did, So LA. Oh my God. Brent Bolthouse, what happened to him? I mean, still thriving. Oh, 
Oh, really? Yeah. I just don't see him on the hills anymore, so. Well, (laughs) which I have been close watching as well. But it's – so she came from that whole, like, L.A. nightlife world and didn't really know how magazines worked or who was who. She was booking covers for Elle and Elle Girl and doing all sorts of crazy stuff there. So we became friends, and we were friends for, like, a year Going along, I'm freelancing. She's doing her job. And then L Girl folded. And the CEO at the time was like, we think that the next generation just wants digital. And I remember at some point she came to me. And this is when Perez Hilton was sort of at the height. And we were going online because we wanted to see what Mary-Kate and Ashley were Yes, and Lindsay Lohan. I'm ashamed to say it, but I wanted to see what Lindsay Lohan was wearing, what Nicole Richie was wearing. But Nicole Richie is the best. Yeah, I was so curious about all of that. But we wanted to do something. We thought, wouldn't it be amazing if we had a site that had all of these of the moment pictures, but not focus on the gossip, just talk about the clothes. Because if that picture of Nicole Richie came out on Perez, maybe five months later, it would be an L or Vogue and maybe someone would ID it, but also maybe not. So we thought, why don't we sort of do this mashup of like all of the of the moment photos, but really focus on the fashion and make it all shoppable. And again, people thought we were insane. And now it's 13 years later. It's no, I'm like, listen, I know I'm hungover, but like, and I get emotional <laughs> when I'm hungover, but like, I'm like, I want to cry, like, listening to that because it's just, it's like the perfect storm. It's just like everything, two smart, awesome women with such a good idea. And just me being somebody who went to that website and still goes to this website, but like, I remember what it was like to be 18, 19, and whatever. And go look that up and like now you're here and it's just – it's really (laughs) fucking tequila. Damn it. It's just – it's emotional. It's just really cool. It's, it's it's been such a joy. And that's the other part of it too is at the end of the day we kept making things for ourselves. And Catherine is really cool and very directional and she would bring that edge and I also was much more of like let's make it accessible. And I would think about my best friend lived in Chicago at the time. She's so brilliant, she's so cool, but she was also like a PhD student and didn't have time to focus on fashion. And she wanted someone just to say like, this is what's going on. This is how to make it work for your body, for your budget. It's not about look for less. It's about how do you really figure out your own personal style and be more articulate with the way that you dress so that you feel empowered by that and you're not intimidated by fashion. And so I think that combination of it being both cool and accessible ended up, I mean, you also have to keep in mind, like fashion was not accessible. Then, like, it was very like we're speaking down to you from the mountain, yes, and or it was just very, very broad. There wasn't something that sort of said, like, hey, as your friend, I'm gonna tell you, like, this is what's going on with you know the Chloe runway, and this is what it actually means for you. So, that part was really fun to develop. It's just so cool, and now, like. You're starting a skin. Well, you're you're about to have a skincare line come out. I'm going yeah. to your party. Yes, in a couple of days. Yes, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. you've had a line with Target. Like, yeah, there's just so much that you guys have done from this that you're just. It's kind of crazy that it started the two of us working from my apartment and then Catherine's apartment, and now we have a team of over 150. We have the UK version of the site and a UK office. We have Who What Wear Collection, which is our ongoing line at Target. We have First, which is our our affordable clean, clean skincare. I have a podcast. Like we've written yeah. three books. Like it's just been. It's wild. I remember, you know, you know Nicole Richie who had that. She had that show. Um, what was it called? Doesn't matter. But it was. It's hysterical, and I don't know why she doesn't continue to do it. But they filmed 
at y'all's office. Yes. And I was like, this is, and this was before I knew you guys. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to be one of those people just working at the computer, like doing that. I'm like, what a cool job. Just being LA, working for who, what, where. So glam. I mean, I have to say, I really love what we do and I love our team. And that makes me feel incredibly lucky. Like, There have been so many people who have worked with us for long periods of time who believe in us. And also, I feel really responsible for all of them. Yeah. I mean, they are entrusting me with their careers and their livelihood and their mortgages. And I feel like a great sense of – That's a lot of pressure. It is. Does that stress you out at night? Totally. Yeah. I would, I would imagine, be, do you take Xanax for that? I don't, but I have a, only because I like it too much, um, <laughs> I, I use a meditation app called Headspace. Those work. Really? Meditation apps seriously work. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Fuck Xanax. That's what I'm going to do when I get home. I'm going to meditate myself into a slumber so that I can sleep off this hangover. There you go. Meditation apps. They And also like the Headspace one is great because they have them for different whatever, for anxiety, for happiness. They have one for if you wake up in the middle of the night and need to go back to sleep. I have nothing to do with them. I just like them very much. That's amazing. And it's a British accent. So there you go. Who's mad at that? And then listen, now, now the pressure <laughs> of of being responsible for everyone's livelihoods yeah. and, and families and roofs are, yeah. I mean, that shit is real. It, it's a lot, but I also, it's it's with great responsibility. No, wait, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, I just actually just feel very honored that I get to work with people like, the, the people believe in us and that they believe yeah. in our vision and it's good pressure. It pushes me to do, to be my best self, which- I want to see you at the Met Gala. That would be fun. That's doable for you. Like, that is very much within your reach. It is a possibility. Like, who do you need to go down on or pay (laughs) to get to the Met Gala? I'll do it for you. Well, you know how much tickets are, right? Like $30,000 or something? A person. It's insane, but I'll do it. (laughs) Can I pay to go? Listen, I don't need a new house. (laughs) I don't need a wedding. (laughs) I want to go to the Met Gala. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things, though. There are certain things. There are certain people who I don't want to meet, and there are certain things that I don't really want to do because I like the idea of it. Yeah, totally get it. And I have been lucky enough that I have gone to the Emmys, and I've gone to the Golden Globes, and I've gone to the SAG Awards, and it's so special and wonderful, but also... So at the same time, like, it's not really for me, so. Yeah, but the Met Gala would be for you. You work in fashion. (laughs) This would be for you. I'm not so sure Anna would be super down with that, but you never know. (sighs) Times change. Things happen. Yeah. Listen, you need to start manifesting this. I'm going to manifest it for you. I like that. So what do you – I'm sure, like, everyone asks you this, and you probably get bored of hearing these same questions, but you know I got to do it. When somebody's thinking of, okay, like, there's, like, a side hustle that they're doing or something, you know, there's something they're passionate about that they really want to start, but, you know, they have a regular job that they have to do. It's like, how do you – what do you say to those people who – to inspire them to actually do that? And, like, what advice do you have for people who are just wanting to start up something so I have a, an entire podcast dedicated to this theme yeah. called that's Second why I'm Life. Like, that's why I'm like, um, <laughs> I know you're really sick of talking about this, but you have to. No, I love talking about it. I mean, I literally, we've done like 80 episodes of Second Life talking to women who have made some sort of big leap or pivot in their careers and what they've learned along the way. So my advice depends on the person. So for example, when Catherine and I started Who What Where, I was fortunate enough, I didn't have 
college debt. I didn't have medical debt. My parents could support themselves. I was coming from a very privileged place of only having to basically like pay my rent in Beverly Hills and pay for gas and keep myself in like top ramen. So not a huge financial lift. So for me to take this big leap and leave my freelance career and leave the stability that I had at L to start a company the risk was low in the grand scheme of things. That said, I'm a Virgo. So I still freelanced for almost a year, maybe two into us starting the company. So I worked two jobs that entire time because when we were starting the company, we weren't making any money. So I had to, I didn't have, there's no trust fund. There's no, I was coming off of a job at L where I made $25,000 a year in New York. What? Plus overtime. But that's what the How job did paid. you live? Barely. I mean, I ate at cocktail parties. That was like I would go to events after work. What a great work. diet. It was <laughs> it, it was a lot. There was some of that subsidized. But, you know, I I was coming from nothing, so I didn't have anything whereas I think when someone is a little bit older if they have, you know, they're taking care of their family or they have a mortgage or they have parents that need assistance whatever that may be, it's a different sort of advice. But ultimately at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is to actually just start working on it. Mm-hmm. Everyone has this great idea about well, I would be a chef or I would be a designer or I would be this. What's stopping you from doing it? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like you don't have to totally disrupt your life to start something. You can take a cooking class. You can start sketching. You can actually see if there's proof of concept there. So I yeah. think that's the number one thing to tell people is like have that backup plan. If you And then test. I mean, we test everything that we do on Who, What, Where. Like there's data involved. We test headlines. We test patterns for, you know, skirts that we're designing for Target. We test and test and test. How do you test? Do you just like get a room full of people and be like, hey, here's 50 bucks. What do you like best? Well, (laughs) honestly, social media will take people into a design meeting and say, here are two prints. We're thinking about doing this, this, and this. Like, which ones do you like better? And people will give us immediate feedback. And they have – and we've always – asked our audience to participate in the creation of anything that we're doing. So we already had that relationship and then people are invested. They, they have great taste too. They want to share that. And then it's just this wonderful process where they're involved in the beginning. They see what the, the piece actually go into production. And then when it actually goes on sale, we can say, Hey, now it's in stores. Yeah. And then they're a part of that journey. But I just think it's important to to test sort of the proof of how, do you really have the appetite for something? Do you really have the desire to start your second life or to start that side hustle or whatever it is? And I think that when you really are excited about something, you just find time for it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the other thing. It's I also have lots of ideas about things I want to do, but the fact that I'm not actually doing them means maybe there's meant to stay as fantasies. Okay. I mean, perfume is expensive, but we all want to smell great. I mean, right? I really don't like going and buying perfume because a bottle is like $150 to like $300. And I have to commit to that scent for like the rest of my life. And that's just annoying because I like to have different scents for different moods. You know what I mean? That is why Scentbird is something I've been really into because with this, you get to choose from over 450 designer brands of different travel-sized 
perfumes. So you get a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, basically enough to apply more than four times daily for a month. So if you're like really putting that on like four times a day, you have one month supply right there. I just love that you can go and pick a different scent for whatever your mood is. And they also fit into your purse or your clutch or your travel bag or whatever. So it makes it really easy to try different scents and just switch it up all the time. And it's so freaking cheap. And right now they're going to give my listeners 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. When you go to scentbird.com slash Stassi and use my code Stassi for 50% off your first month. That's scentbird.com slash Stassi and that's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D and use my code Stassi for 50% off your first month and smell awesome. Maybe my goal and what I'm excited about is 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Because that's what I do with my side hustle. I mean – I just watch 90 Day Fiance. That's what you need (laughs) at this point in your life. And it's also okay to accept that. And it's also okay to realize that just because this is what you're going through right now isn't necessarily what you're going to be interested in in six months, in nine months, in a year. You can also have an idea for something for a really long time before you actually act on it. That's true. I just came up with one today in my um, hungover state. Christmas music. Why can't I do it? That's an excellent point. Like, I love Christmas. Yes. Love it. I listen to Christmas music all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, this seems like a good idea. Auto-tune is a thing. It is. I don't necessarily have to have a great voice. I could do a Christmas rap and I would be paid forever and ever and ever. Not only that, but I feel like it's, you know, you have to look for white space in a market. And I don't feel like there's a ton of competition there, which means it's going to be much more, you're going to succeed more easily. You just gave me an even better idea. Halloween music. Now there's... The, yes. What you call it? The white space? White space. The white space. The field is no, open. No competition there. <laughs> I'm going to be a Halloween singer. There oh you go. my God. See, Hillary, I'm so inspired by just like, just you saying white space. I was like, oh, fuck Christmas music. Halloween is where it's at. There you go. We need something. I mean, because there's really like Monster Mash. That's it. And some that's, other, that's like, literally, spooky little girl like you. Like, that's it. And Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. That's literally when I have Halloween parties, it's like those three songs on repeat. There you go. So I'm going to low. And, and what a gift you are giving to the world <laughs> to expand their Halloween playlist. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's so charitable of me. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And you can just laugh all the way to the bank yes. with that one. <laughs> Watch. I'm sorry, Hillary. You're I'm gonna into see it. A year from now, and you're going to be like, that bitch actually is a Halloween. Halloween singer. <laughs> I'm so thrilled by that. That would give me great pleasure. Oh my God. That idea sparks great joy for oh me. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I want to know, I want to know what a day is like for you. Okay. Because whenever I think of like people like you, I'm just like, you, you think, think it's Devil at, Wears Prada, don't you? Yes, I do. I think you wake up at 4.30 and I know you're not an asshole. I think Thanks. Catherine would probably be like an asshole to people if like, Cause she's like, she she has that like, chilly vibe that she can be like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. She's gonna kill me for saying this, but she's actually just a little shy. Y'all told us that. Yeah. Y'all told us that at dinner because I was like, you're intimidating. 
And it's really, <laughs> it's the funniest thing where she's like, no, I'm just a little bit shy and a little bit socially awkward. And it's funny because her assistant is the warmest person ever. Her husband is the truly one of the greatest gems and warmest humans ever. And then I've never met a stranger. So it's like she has, you know, inoculated herself, surrounded yes. herself with people who are, um, who are not shy. Interesting. Yeah. So you're saying your day isn't like that? No. No. So I am not a morning person. And also I have great respect. Like she gets she does. She gets up at like five in the morning and works out every morning. Sick. Which is gross. So intense. Nasty. (laughs) But it also makes her that's what makes her function. It makes her she's a happier person when she is in bed by eight and up at five. Wow. I am not that person. So, but I have to say who I was before having a kid and who I am now has changed quite a bit because the kid gets up at seven and that is not so early, but definitely earlier than I chose to get up prior to having children. So can you ever just be like, no to your kid? Can you just be like, go back to fucking sleep? I mean, I think that the the weird thing is, is that you really love them and you're Hmm. excited to see them Yeah, because the the crazy (laughs) thing too is so, um, Clark, my son Mm -hmm. is almost two and it's the craziest thing because I'll go in and it's like, he's had a software update overnight where we will have put him down at whatever level and then we go back in and in the morning he's saying new words and doing different things and it's fun freaky to see his brain coming online like who he is as a person coming online getting these upgrades every few days where all of a sudden you my husband will bring him in in the morning and he's like we got an upgrade last night it's just like your phone updated overnight but he's a person so that has made mornings much more and he's the greatest in the morning so that also has made me more of a morning person um but yeah i get up with him we have family time in the morning um when everything is aligned i go i try and work out a few days a week in the morning i go to a tiny trampoline class called lek fit that is amazing I'll do that. Can we write that down? It's, I will 100%. That's my kind of workout, just jumping on a trampoline. Yes. Everyone gets their own personal trampoline. And you go back and forth between jumping on the trampoline and then doing like weights and different things. And it's so fun. Where is that? On La Brea. Oh, La Brea and what? Like It's what? like right next to – why am I blanking on the name of the – she just opened this pop-up. It's right by where La Brea Bakery used to be. Okay. So nearby, very close, very close to where we are now. And Lauren is amazing. I've worked with her for years and years and years. She's a former dancer. She's fabulous. But Tiny Tramps, as I like to call it, slash L.E.K. Fit is so much fun. It's also a really good community of women, which I think is nice. because It's very inclusive. And I don't know. It's just it's cool. Yes. So I do that and then shower and then go to work. Work Mm, is you skipped over picking out your outfit. How long does it take you? Oh, my God. Not – like, no time at all. Really? I do it the night before. You do? Yeah, because I have to pack it to go to work out. Oh. And then I get ready from – I'll, like, shower there and then go into the office from there because otherwise – I live in Silver Lake, so otherwise – and work in West Hollywood. It's too yeah. complicated. I wear a uniform. Well, I mean, we all should have – we all should have uniforms. So for me, it's like I figured out – and it's still – it's almost the exact same thing that I wore when I worked at L. When I was 21. What is your uniform? So always a heel. 
usually at least two and a half, between two and a half and four inches, depending on what's going on. Wow. That is, sometimes you walk around all day in four inches. Really? Yeah. Completely. God, that's so admirable. I love a heel. I always have. I used to do that when I had a fifth floor walk up and then would go and get on the subway and would walk all the way down and all the way up. So you weren't one of those people who like changed into flats or sneakers? No, I didn't think that was chic. I mean, it's not. It's snobby of me and unrealistic. But it's not. You're just being honest. And even the people who do it would say it's not very chic. But that just was not my vibe. Also, flats were not a thing at that point in time. They've become much more chic. They were not acceptable back then. Sneakers were not a thing either. But um, I always have a skirt and a sweater, three-quarter length sweater, usually in black, and then either a pencil skirt or some sort of like fitted full skirt. And that's just some version of that. There's a leather jacket. There's a denim jacket. There's, you know, there are different vari- – there are blazer variations that get thrown in, but it's usually one of those two things. That makes life so much easier. I say this all the time to people when they ask me for – not that I'm like a fashion like, – I don't know as much as you, but I just you like know clothes. plenty. I love clothes. And I always just say, like, when people ask me advice, I'm like, find a uniform and then change it every day a little bit. You know, yeah. add something to it or just shift it. Like, in the summer – I live in jean shorts yeah. and a top and like a jacket. Like that's just what I do. And you just tweak it. And it's so nice to have something that the same way, like I eat the same breakfast every day. There are a handful of things that I just want to keep it as thoughtless as possible so that I can actually spend my brain power on other things. Yeah. Because like the the amount of time, the amount of brain power it takes to figure out your outfit is the same as it is to do anything at work. So that's just not where I want to spend it, generally speaking. I mean, for events and things like that, I'll of course. spend more time. But it's just not where – that's not what sparks joy for me at this exact moment. Yes. Um, so yes, then I go into the office and I'm usually there from 9 or 9.30 um, through the rest of the day. And I have – nine direct reports. So we have, it's the, our bookings director, our um, head of creative, our head of social, our head of editorial, the UK head of editorial, our head of copy. Um, So we have, you know, uh, the managing editor for the 30, which is our wellness site and our podcast producer. So it's a lot of meetings Yeah. Checking in with everyone, figuring out where we are. I work with the ad sales team a lot too, with our analytics team. So there's so, there are a lot of meetings, but I love that part of it. And then I work on the podcast too. So I do all of the casting and questions and interviewing for the podcast. And we probably do usually two or three a week. Oh my God. Depending on what's going on. And it's great, like when I can do two in a day and just have that. Yeah. Banked. Um, but and then sometimes we'll have a week where we don't have any. But that part of it I love the most. Not that I don't love my proper day job, but there's just something about getting to sit down with interesting women who have who are leaders in their fields and ask them questions and talk about like how did you screw up and how did you know when it was time to do X? Like that part really makes me delighted. Oh, that's fucking inspiring as shit, Hillary. But it's a lot. I mean, and then I get home on the earlier side. I try and be home by six so that I do bedtime and bath and all of that stuff with my kid and put him down and then get back online. Do you cook dinner? Yeah, my husband and I really like to cook. You do it together? Yeah. That's really sweet. Not every night, but most nights we cook together. We like text each other recipes during the day if we come across one or – 
like I'll stop at the store and send him like, oh, the you know, McCall's got this really amazing pork shoulder. What do you think? So I think it, that to me too, what I love about cooking is that there's a f- concrete beginning, middle and end. Mm-hmm. And when the steak is done, you can't keep fucking with it. It's just done. Yeah. Whereas I can rewrite something a million times. I can come up right. with a thousand ideas for something. But when the potato is ready to come out of the oven, the potato is ready to come out of the you oven. You can just relax. And it's just done. Meditation style. Yeah. I think there's also something about working with your hands that frees up your brain to sort of process other stuff as well. Yeah. That's why I color. And that's why I, <laughs> that's why I reorg my bathroom when I'm stressed. Yeah. There you go. I travel all of the time and I am very particular about my luggage because I like it to be chic and I love a way travel luggage because I just think it's really modern. It's crisp, like, like, like classic, classic. And they have so many different colors for you to choose from. I also now get this. Love that you can charge your phone because I don't like anyone who doesn't have a charged phone. I mean, I'm telling you, those people need to be weeded out. There's no excuse. Now you can charge your phone with a freaking carry-on. So if you're in the airport or you're traveling or wherever, you never have to worry about your phone dying. It's absolutely amazing. And the carry-ons and everything, they're so light and they have great features that help keep everything organized, easy to carry up and down the stairs because, again, it's so light. And they have four wheels, so it just basically glides with you. And right now, they're going to give my listeners $20 off a suitcase when you visit awaytravel.com slash Stassi and use my promo code Stassi during checkout. So that's $20 off a suitcase when you visit awaytravel.com slash Stassi and use my promo code Stasi. Take an OOTD with your away luggage because you know I love an airport OOTD. So you said you get back on your computer. So you work yeah. again when you get home? Yeah, I check back in. I usually let everyone know I'm going to be offline while I'm putting the kid down. And then I'll check back in and see, like, is there anything else that's happened? But I also generally try and keep the work hours the work hours. Yeah. I don't believe – I try never to email my team outside of office hours. It doesn't always work that way. Right. But I try and be respectful of the fact that it's their life. And just because I get a wild idea at 10 p.m., they don't need to know about it. Yeah. I'll write it down, but I don't send it. Yes. Because I feel like I, – I don't like it when I get late night emails from people. Because even if it's just for something simple – it's still it's still it, it activates your brain, stresses yes. you out, even if it's something that's not stressful. Totally. Yeah. So I try and and be offline as much as possible with the team. Do you watch shows with your husband? Obsessed. We are TV people. We are book people. We're, I just I I don't have much of an appetite for movies right now. Really? No. Weirdly, I can commit to like forty seven episodes of Love Island season four. God, everyone's talking about this show, but two hours for a movie. I'm like. mm-mm. Huh. I don't know why. It's like a weird commitment phobia thing. And a lot of people are like that, but now people just are on their phones. So it's like, it's yeah. is it that much of a commitment? I don't, I mean, it's not. It just feels, it feels like I'm investing my time into something that I don't necessarily want to invest my time in. I don't know why I don't care for a film anymore. Well, but listen, there's nothing better than trash TV. Totally agreed. I'm a huge fan And it's interesting trying to find things that I have my shows, he has his shows, and then trying to find that Venn diagram overlap of what we can both watch together. Oh, it's an art. It It is is an art. And I feel like I've gotten there. Like I've been able to, I mean, my 
fiance, that sounds so weird. My fiance (laughs) never had watched reality TV ever. Not once, I don't think, ever in his life. And now he loves Love After Lockup, 90 Day Fiance, all that shit. Married at first sight. I got him on all of it. I think they were just waiting for us. Yes. To That's turn what them it on to it. That's what it is. They wanted a reason. They 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 needed someone. Mm-hmm. They were just waiting around for their girls to be like, yes, it's time. Because they could watch them, it on their own. It's giving them permission. Yes. I mean, sort of like my husband didn't use conditioner until we got together. And I was like, you've ha- you've been a serial monogamist your whole life. Like, wh- has no woman ever mentioned this to you? He's like, well, I just didn't really trust anyone about this specific thing. But this is your world. So – as <laughs> like okay, fine, conditioner it is. But I think it, it, there are certain things that they're curious about. Yes, and they just need that female permission. And for whatever reason, reality television definitely seems to be part of it for my husband as yeah, well. I get it. Listen, it's the best. Do you guys watch Fleabag? People have told me about that. I re- and I saw a billboard for it. I think Stassi. But I have not seen that yet. Stassi. It's okay. First of all, it's very short. Okay. So it's not a commitment. It is perfection. Okay. Two seasons, very short. It's just – it's like a perfect present of a TV show. It is so funny and thoughtful and well done. And the woman who wrote it also writes Killing Eve, which is oh, another one of the best shows ever. I, I do want to start watching that one. Which too. is so up your alley because yeah. there's murder in it and a wonderful uh, female serial killer in yeah. it who has a great name, Villanelle. But – and this woman is also punching up the new um, James Bond movie script. Oh. She's brilliant. It's so it. good. Okay, Fleabag. I, I really, really feel very confident that you will become deeply obsessed. I mean, a lot of people have told me that, so. Well, they were wrong, but I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the universe is pointing you in a direction. That's true. And that's 30-minute 30, 30 episodes? Less. And they're like eight of them for the first season. It's less than 30-minute episode. Then I don't even know if I can get involved because it's you not can. enough time for me to have feelings. She's I got to catch feelings. You will catch feelings. You will catch feelings from the jump. It is – she is unreal. Okay. And season two is even better and that's almost never happens. You have sold me on that. It's really good. So do you go to bed early? Yes. Compared, like what's early? I mean it depends usually by 11. That's great. I'm trying to get my boy, my fiance to do that too because I love to go to bed early and I've been like, listen, once it gets to 10, I'm like, I'm going to take my melatonin now and I'm going to start the process. And I've just been used to getting like go now going to sleep by myself while he just like watches TV and then comes in later. But I, how do you how do you convince your husband that going to bed early is the right thing to do? How do you make him want it the way that we made them want to watch reality TV? I mean, there's an obvious way, which is incentivize them. Oh, like bang it out? Yes. But I, no, like when it gets late, I'm just like, I'm tired now. All right. Well, okay. So <laughs> that's not for that. That's not a path for you. Um, well, we also, we both like to read. So we read before bed together. But I have said to him, I was like, I think it's really important. We don't get that much time in the day together. So this is like, you know, the kids asleep. Let's like, let's just be together. Yeah. And we don't always go to sleep because he likes at the same time because he works late often. Um, but I do, I, we basically, I'm like at least like four or five nights a week. I think it's an important thing. And I just have been very frank. I was like, it makes me happy. He's like, okay. 
Oh. And I think by really being able to articulate your needs, even about small things, like this is a small thing. Like I have, I get anxiety when you're not in bed and because I'm worried that I'm going to fall asleep and then you're going to wake me up up. and there's, and also I just feel safer when you're here. And when I was able to actually explain that and it didn't seem like I was just trying to control his behavior, then all of a sudden he was like, oh, I understand. Totally. And we have made peace with the fact that it can't always be the way I want it, but it can mostly be the way I want it. Do you like that you can just give advice on everything? You're just like (laughs) a Buddha. Like, you're just so wise. I've just been married a little bit longer than you have been engaged. That's all. But you can give advice on like everything, business, relationship, TV shows. I mean, everyone has an opinion, though. But yours are right. (laughs) Not everyone's right. Well, I appreciate that. I think I get it right sometimes and I also get it wrong all the time too. I think the important thing is is to recognize like this I know what works for me. That doesn't mean it's right for everyone and I labor under no, you know, false pretenses of that. Yeah. And it's a weird thing like I, I didn't go to sleep this early until we had the kid. So, until then, like my perfect schedule would be go to sleep around 1 get up at nine. Okay. I mean, that's a, that was like, that was, and for many, many years because my husband is also a musician. So in between that, and he's a music supervisor for film and TV. So we were always going to see bands and doing things. And, you know, there's a fair amount of socializing that goes on for work. I really love all of that. And I really believe that to have great ideas, whether it's for business or for writing or whatever it is, you have to experience everything around you. You, because It's talk about needing things to talk about. Yeah. You have to keep filling up the well and you don't know where a great idea will come from. And part of that is by engaging in culture, by being out there, having conversations, going to dinner, trying new places, going to shows, going to whatever it is, just being out and about and engaged with the world. And that makes your work better. So I always thought that was really important. I have been slacking on that last couple That's of years. where I really struggle, Hillary. Like It's hard. Because I feel like when I'm not working, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be home. I want to smell my dogs next to me. I you know it. what I mean? Like I just – but I know that – materi- I'm a civilian and you're not. And there is a difference. If I had to have – if people were photographing me or nudging each other or any of that stuff everywhere I went, it would be – it's a different thing. You Every time you're in public, there is a fee associated with it on you. It takes a toll on you. Whereas like I can fly under the radar in a different way. It's It's just a different exchange. Yeah, hey, I can't leave my house without makeup on. That's unfortunate. I mean, I don't because I have a theory that you never run into an ex or your husband's ex when you look good. Good. Yes. So you only run into them. I don't know why I paused on that. (laughs) Um, Every time I've ever run into either one of my exes or one of my husband's exes when I looked like death. It was like that. It was because you looked like death. So I superstitiously feel like if I leave the house groomed, and I always I ask myself this in my head before I leave, it's like if I ran into my nemesis right now, would I be okay with what I'm wearing? And if the answer is no, then I get my ass inside and put on some mascara or whatever it is. It's not that I have to be fully like red Done carpet up. ready. Yes. But if I walk into Gelson's and my nemesis is pushing a cart towards me, will I run and hide or will I know that I look fabulous? That 
is what everyone listening needs to definitely take away one of the things from this podcast episode. And I now am going to literally (laughs) say that to myself every day. There's nothing like having a nemesis, too. I have two, and they have you no idea. Do? They have no idea. But I, I feel it. I feel competitive, and I feel like living my best life is how I win. And it makes me really. It, it, I don't wish bad things upon them. I just of wish course. good things upon myself. And part of it, but they they fire me up. They're like, motivating. I had to go to a wedding. And one of them was going to be there. And I have to say, I almost wish I had invited her to my wedding because I worked out more before <laughs> seeing her those two months than I did for my own wedding. I was like, dang, I should have invited her. God, I wish I knew who this was. I mentioned in this podcast episode already that I am hungover. Why am I hungover? Because I forgot to drink liquid IV before I went to sleep last night. And I normally do that every single night I'm drinking. That is how great this shit works. And listen, it's not just for when you're like uh, drinking a lot or whatever. We get dehydrated all the time. I get dehydrated when I travel. I'm jet lagged when people work out, when your kids are playing sports, and just a bottle of water isn't good enough. You need some more. Liquid IV are these little packets of vitamin E goodness that you put in your water and it hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it tastes really good. They're like the packets are so small that you could literally put it in a little clutch. So I keep them in all of my purses. I always have one around. Bo likes to actually make his cocktails with liquid IV because he feels like he's hydrating while he's dehydrating, whatever, to each their own. But it's the best It's great, and I'm telling you, it really, really works. I wish I would have drank it last night. And right now, they're going to give my listeners 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use my promo code Stasi at checkout. That's 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use my code Stasi at checkout. They have so many different flavors. Seriously, you're welcome. Cool. So enemies are fun. I mean, they can be motivating. Not what a positive spin on something so sinister. I'm really into it. I mean, the thing is, is that everyone needs to find motivation in their own way. I'm just just admitting that I'm petty enough to have this as the thing that lights my fire now because I don't have real drama in my life anymore. Yeah. Not really. I have a lot of it. So I feel you know? like that's – so I have to manufacture some of it in my head in a healthy way. I'm literally trying to think. I'm like, do I have a nemesis? Like, do I? I don't know. But, like, they wouldn't motivate me to get dressed. (laughs) But if you think about it, it's like, you know, or, like, Bo's favorite ex. I don't know. There's, like – Fuck that. Oh, my God. I'm going to get dressed every damn day. That's what I mean. (gasps) If I ran into anyone he dated – he didn't date people before me. He never made out before me. He was a virgin before me. That must be nice. That that is how I like to think. (laughs) When he references an ex-girlfriend, I'm like, come again? (laughs) What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? If I saw any of them, that would send me into a tailspin. That would – yes. That, that's the thing. Those are my nemesises, my nemeses. Have, you just have to figure out – and it's like we all wish all of those people well and fine. But do that, I? that doesn't mean you want to be caught <laughs> with like no mascara and like dirty sweatpants in front of them. Yeah. Or, or think about it from in terms of work. I Before I go to the office, I often think about the fact that like if our board – randomly showed up at the office, would I feel confident and competent and groomed? 
Or would I be embarrassed and have to run and try and like put my hair back or like try and find dry shampoo somewhere? Yeah. And I think that too, it's like think about whoever the person you most want to impress through your work world is. If you wouldn't want to run into them, because this happened to me, I was in New York, left my hotel to go run over to Topshop to pick something up first thing in the morning. Like there's no way anyone will know I'm there. No one's going to be at Topshop at 9.30 on a Tuesday. I had wet hair. I don't think I was wearing a bra. I was wearing like sloppy jeans and I was picking something up. I hear my name and I turn around and it was a woman who was an editor at a magazine who had never been kind to me. And she was standing there and she looked, she was like, flawless and Celine, like looked like she had just gotten a blowout. And, and she just said something to me. I was like, I just want, I wanted the earth to swallow me up. God. And ever since then, I was like, okay, the likelihood of something like that. She didn't even live in that part of the city. I have no idea what she in her Celine was doing at Topshop at that exact moment, but she was there and I wanted to die. Lesson learned. I have never left the house looking quite like that ever again. You learned it the hard way. Which is unfortunately how I learn things. Do you feel the same way? I don't ever learn. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) You know, if we're going to be honest. (laughs) I mean, but that's like there there are a handful of like shaming moments like that. Yes. You know, that's good. That's some good material for – or like inspo for – my for writing you're you know I wanted to ask you about this because you're a right you're a writer and I'm writing my second book right now but the thing is is I'm not writing it because I can't come up with anything like what is your writing process like do you struggle what do you do help me (laughs) so first of all I really do believe that you need to have inspiration. So you need to have those experiences. You can't write when the well is dry. You can't write when you're just sitting at home for months on end watching 90 Day Fiance. As as wonderful as that is, is. I don't think that it's necessarily the most conducive to you know, fulfilling your creative juices necessarily. Yeah. I think travel is really important. Making plans to do things outside of the norm, like going somewhere that you wouldn't normally go, putting yourself in situations that you might find a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you don't grow when everything is comfortable. You only grow when things are a little uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable. Um, I find – I think it's really important to outline everything. So I would go through and figure out – you know, we've done – I've written three books – Everything, it's like the full chapters within the chapters. What are the beats that I'm going to hit? It makes you see, do I really actually have anything to say about this? Yeah. And sometimes you find yourself with too much to say about that. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, that's interesting. Should this be multiple chapters? Should I restructure it in this way? But before I sit down to write anything, I've basically already written it because I've outlined it so heavily that I know what those beats are going to be for each chapter. Yeah. But I also then sometimes will have days where I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to free write. I'm going to write about whatever I feel like writing about. Like, what am I pissed about? What am I excited about? Whatever that may be, whatever gets you going. Sometimes it's being really excited about something. Sometimes it's being really annoyed by something. But I find like it it tends to be one of those two things. Yeah. And just writing just to get that muscle going because it's like writing is like working out. You really – you have to do it often 
And the more often you do it, I find like when I go back to writing a book after I haven't done one in a while, I am like flabby and everything hurts. It's like going back to the gym after you haven't been in a year. It's hard, but then it wants, and also give yourself permission to write like shit. Cause a lot of times you just get nervous about, oh, I just, it needs to be perfect. It's like, no, just write crap for three pages just so that you're writing and you're doing it and you're getting words on paper and you can delete all of it, but at least you're, you're practicing. Yeah. Really good advice because I'm struggling. It's hard. Writing a book is so hard. And the other part about this is you just finished promoting it. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, I know. Listen, I just – I feel so not creative right now when I think about it and I just – I will stare at my notepad and just give up. Just give up. I'll find anything else to do. It's 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 a struggle. But that's why you need you need to read. You need to watch TV that's different from what you would normally watch. Mm-hmm. You need to go to shows. You need to travel. You need to go – it doesn't – I don't mean like you have to go around the world, but like take a staycation somewhere or a long weekend somewhere. Traveling is something that I love to do. I make sure to do that a lot, and I do do staycations and things like that. So that's some way that I I, I go out of my comfort zone. And I, I think that's important where it's like take some time where it's like, okay, I'm going to take three days. Two of those days, I'm just going to explore this neighborhood or the city or whatever. And one of those days I'm going to write for two periods of 45 minutes each. Yeah. Something doable that, but then you can check it off and feel like you've accomplished something. I think really, I mean, there's that horrible, but funny saying, um, how do you eat an elephant? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And it's like, it's like, it's a slow. I'm going to forget that. It's (laughs) It's forgettable. But it's like the idea being, it's like, you have to like you don't eat an elephant in one bite. Like you can't do the whole thing. It's small, right. small, 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 and then all of a sudden one day it's it's gone. This is a gross analogy. Let's skip that. But <laughs> the idea of just chipping away slowly and giving yourself micro tasks so then you can check them off and feel like, okay, I'm doing it. I wrote my task for today is to write for 30 minutes. Anyone can do something for 30 minutes. 30 minutes is not that long. Yeah. 30 minutes is one episode of one show. I can write for that long. Yeah. It doesn't have to be good. Half of an episode. There you go. That's an even better way to look at it. it Half a 90-day fiance. There you go. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be what goes in the book, but I'm going to commit to doing this. And then once you – I think that you get self-esteem by following – your own dictates by saying like, I am doing this. I am making these steps. I'm not putting pressure on myself. That has to be perfect, but I'm taking these small steps on a daily basis. You are really inspiring (laughs) as fuck, Hillary. (laughs) Thanks. I want to – seriously, thank you so much for doing this with me. My pleasure. Like I'm actually going to go back. I don't listen to a lot of my podcast (laughs) episodes because my voice annoys me, but I'm going to go – Also, you live them. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to go back and listen to this one and actually take notes because I feel like I just learned a lot and I didn't get to write it all down. Seriously. Well, I'm glad. Thank you. And you are just so great, so kind, so normal. Like you work in fashion and you're so normal. It's just – it's been really nice getting to know you. And my is fine. our dinner that we had at Craig's with Catherine Power and Katie Maloney – that is where I saw Kit Harrington. That is true. And that is a night that will I will never forget. I just feel like maybe we should do some version of that again to see what when the four of us come together, what the what we attract. What in else the we're gonna attract? Kind of interesting. The rock? 
<laughs> like, is that high on your list? I love The Rock. Okay, he's we, just so likable. We can make that happen. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> do you have anything you want? I mean, you have so much to promote that I don't know what you want me to even say for like, or if you feel douchey doing that. Of course, I feel douchey, but also everyone should listen to Second Life, my podcast that is about women who have made a big pivot or even a small leap from one career to another. And all of the advice and information that comes along. And you're going to have, I mean, skincare line, hello. Yeah. And go pick up first <laughs> at Target because it's clean. Everything's under $20 and it's in all Target stores. I can't wait to try it and go to y'all's PJ party. Yay! Thank you so much, Hillary. Saucy, truly my pleasure. I'm a big fan of the podcast and a big fan of the person you are. Thank you. Yeah. And old mind cut rings unites. Ding. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>